Welcome to Vice and Easy, your podcast for all things Miami Vice, with your host, Marina. Hello, and welcome back to Vice and Easy. Speaking of vacations, we are breaking down the afternoon plane this week, and then I will be going on vacation starting next week. So this is my last episode for till September. So this week, we're breaking down season three, episode 17, entitled The Afternoon Plane. This summary or this breakdown is just from IMDb. And I would have edited a little bit, but sorry to, because <laughs> I can see the email in here. Oops. Tubbs wins a free vacation and he brings his girlfriend with him. But when he arrives, he discovers a man he arrested, Vincent D'Onofrio. He eventually learns that he's been set up by Calderon, who is arriving on the next plane. Tubbs is trapped with no weapon and no one is willing to help him. He also eventually discovers another woman he knew who is now with Calderon. Now, the girlfriend that he goes to this beautiful island vacation with looks very, very, very similar. It's the exact same actress, Maria McDonald. Now, she was Vanessa in The Great McCarthy. And I just loved it so much because she's just so beautiful. And I could see why Tubbs would be even more enamored with her in this episode. And to be fair, <clears throat> we've been doing this every week. No breaks for summer, what have you. So realistically... We are talking about a bit of a difference. Season eight, I mean, sorry, season one, episode eight, I think would have been aired around December 19. You know, like it would have been at least like a two year difference. But, you know, in this span, I'm like, oh, I definitely recognize her. Maybe you could get away with that a little bit more back in the day, but not on this show. Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Speaking of blunders, we have a wedding where multiple female guests, multiple women are wearing white, we're not the bride. And <laughs> I think I've told this story before. I have this beautiful dress that is like a cream background, but with big neon geometric shapes in pink and orange. So it's not a white dress with a little bit of a print. It is a print dress. And I've worn it to two wedding ceremonies and I've asked my mom I've asked other people you know to give me the okay they're like it's not white it's fine no one's going to confuse you for the bride basically because of the style too it's not you know an, an extravagant dress but I remember I went to this wedding I never met the bride and groom and it was a very small small wedding that I knew no one except for my ex-boyfriend and the bride even came to me. She's like, oh my God, I love your dress. And I wanted to die because the bride wasn't wearing white. She was wearing like a lavender A-line linen dress. Like it was very, very, very small. And I wanted to die. I wanted to crawl on my skin and die because I felt so bad. And like, I didn't, not my intention at all. I didn't know how small and how laid back of a wedding it was. And I was so mad at my ex for not letting me know because you could, you have to tailor your outfit for these kinds of things. But Tubbs' girlfriend, Alicia, and another woman are talking. And you can see in the gallery, they're all talking. And there's a woman also in a white skirt behind. So Alicia's in a white suit. There's a woman in like a white print dress with gray prints. So I guess I could let that one slide. And then the white skirt. I was like, this is a wedding. There's The bride is wearing white. <laughs> uh, one more thing about this wedding. Please look at the priest or the officiator's mullet. Very 80s. And then it opens up on a background where it's just a, 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 a woman's facade with these bright neon lips. 
and kind of like sponge work. And it, it, it's fun, but I'm like, where are these people getting married? <laughs> now, Crockett, newly single. Remember last time we saw him, he was sending Teresa, who he's about to propose to, off to rehab in Hartford, Connecticut. But he seems to have moved on pretty quickly, but he still got ditched for the wedding. I'm starting to believe that this woman is a figment of my partner's frustrated imagination. Almost funny. <laughs> she had an emergency. After all, she is a personal injury lawyer. Oh, poor Crockett stood up again. Now, Tubbs is recounting that he won this all-expense paid vacation that he's going on with Alicia, and he shows them the raffle ticket that he won. Now, this is very important backstory. I didn't include a clip of it, but Tubbs bought this winning ticket off a kid who was selling it for like a buck or two. Like this kid comes up to him and be like, hey, mister, you want to buy this ticket? And just keep that in mind as we get to the rest of the episode. But they're very excited for their vacation, and they still get to rub it in Sunny's face just a little bit. I, I can't stand to watch a grown man cry. It will send you a postcard. Now, I must say the use of the Junkaroo music in the background, very clever as well, because you'll see how it's used throughout the entire episode. So they're so excited. They finally land on this island. However, when they get off, they see Vincent D'Onofrio. Now, again, they're not... <laughs> This is an alternate universe where they would not recognize him. But he's wearing a hat, smoking a cigarette, shirt open. Tubbs is very taken aback because not only did he help put him away, Tubbs helped put him away on murder one charges. That is premeditated murder. That usually is in some states, the death penalty, or if not, life in prison, very unlikely chance of parole. That is a hit. So that is not a crime of passion. The fact that he is bailed out so quickly is super unsettling to Tubbs. And I was able to take a great gif of him as he like turns around and the camera zooms out to him. I do apologize this week. My cursor is in the middle of every single gif. I thought I found a better way to make gifts, and I need to move the cursor out of the way. <laughs> I was like, it does capture your entire screen, but not that part. That's not the part I want. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio, however, it's very unsettling because he points out something that we all know Tubbs would do because Tubbs does very rarely break the rules. And usually when he does, it's to seek vengeance for his brother's death. But think about this in the context of being alone on island and how weird unsettling that would be for Tubbs. You left it at home. You're too good a cop. You're not going to carry your gun out of your jurisdiction. Yeah, and just tying this back, Vincent D'Onofrio's character, I forget his name. I'm just going to say Vincent D'Onofrio. He says that he got pardoned, but he had no chance of parole in his sentence. So, like, this is insanely wild. So, this and the fact that he doesn't have a gun and this guy is staring him in the face, this is incredibly unsettling. This is not the way you want to start the vacation. However, 
Alicia's vacation style this entire episode. 10 out of 10. Chef's kiss. I really love the white outfit that she arrives in. And every time she's on the screen, I'm just going to be completely enamored with her. She's the best dressed woman, best dressed person of the entire episode. Only, only, only maybe getting some competition from our surprise guest if you... (laughs) If you cannot already guess, there will definitely be a surprise on this island. Now, they get picked up on the way to the hotel, but Tubbs wants to go talk to the cops. This also very much brings it back to Calderon's return. Because the captain seems to exhibit a very laid-back behavior that he says this kind of, you know... He doesn't blame it on the island, but he basically says, like, you know, there's no phone service here. Everything takes place by mail. Like, I get it, but it's 1986 at this point. I'm sure there would have been, like, um, I'm doing the Morse Morse code thing. Like a a telegram you could send that would have got a wire. I'm sure people have been wiring. I'm sure there's a Western Union on the island. Like... (laughs) So, yeah, he's very much basically saying that there's no way that they can get certification of his pardon for at least a few days because he has to send out the request by mail and then he has to receive the request by mail. So Tubbs is, again, not so happy at this outcome. But still, they're going to go out and explore. So Tubbs and Alicia go in a beautiful yellow outfit and go on a beautiful horseback ride. Now, one thing to note about this episode, I legit thought it would have been filmed in the Virgin Islands again, like Calderon's Return. No, this was filmed in South Florida. You know, like I was looking at the filming locations, Virginia Key, Biscayne. I was like, oh, that's really cool because they do kind of make it. You don't really see the beach. Like, they're not like on the beach drinking out of coconuts. That might have been a little hard to like. But again, Miami is also this beautiful tropical paradise. So I think they they did a really good job because I figured they were filming abroad. But you could definitely tell the Virgin Islands because when you'd see them drive in the streets and the the car, it was. I think it's left hand drive, but on the wrong. Yeah, it's on like the other side of the street that I remember really tripped me out when I was looking at that. And they had stickers in the car that reminds people which way to drive. <laughs> So, very funny. But this is a very cute, romantic scene. And we get a beautiful soundtrack in the back. All the lights going out, talk to me now. Because I never met a woman, I never met anyone. Like you, we touch. That is We Touch by Laws Neto. I do not know how to properly pronounce that name. I'm assuming he's Italian. And I really love this scene because I love the horseback riding scene. I think it's just so cute and romantic that they're going on this horseback riding scene together. And it does look like such a beautiful island vacation, but we know it's going to go bad. If only, if only. And they have a nice little romantic romp in their room. Then when Tubbs wakes up shirtless, just wearing linen pants, love to see it. He sees a kid running outside the hotel. This kid looks very, very familiar. We get a flashback of the boy 
offering to sell Tubbs the ticket that turned out to be the winning ticket. Then when Tubbs goes downstairs to the reception, he sees the boy talking to the receptionist. The receptionist is super salty and funny, by the way. I love him. (laughs) And the little boy is saying that Orlando Calderon is coming, he's got guns, and then after he delivers the message to the receptionist, he runs at the door. Tubbs kind of only hears a little bit of that conversation and asks the receptionist what's going on and where, whose child is that? Receptionist gets salty, Tubbs gets back. A businessman? What kind of business? None of yours. Any kin to Orlando Calderon? His cousin. Moore. Moore? Orlando Calderon's arriving on today's plane. His suite is booked. I guess it's checkout time. (laughs) I guess it's checkout time. (laughs) I also, yeah, I love the receptionist. He's so salty. (laughs) And, you know, as the episode goes on, he has a reason to be. I get it. And now, so Tubbs knows that this is not going to bode well for him. He goes back up to Alicia, explains what's going on. Turns out that Tubbs was serious enough about Alicia to go on this beautiful getaway with her, but kind of forgot to tell her a big part about his past. Zen on him, but he's nothing compared to Calderon. Calderon murdered my son and my woman. You didn't tell me you had a son. I had a son with Calderon's sister. I killed their father. He was a major drug dealer. He had murdered my brother. Why didn't you tell me? You can't live with this kind of pain alone. Did you love her? I'm sorry, Rico. Look, we gotta get out of here. What do you want me to do? Just pack. Well, I'm glad that Tubbs got that off his chest. I think that should have been something you might want to disclose to your partner a little bit. Ahead of time. Did you have, ever have any children? Do you have any children? Oh no, my son and his ba- my the mother of my son were murdered by her brother because I murdered her father. Actually, to be fair, Tubbs didn't. It was Crockett that shot Calderon, but Tubbs put everything in motion to kill him. So I guess that is where the claim comes from. So again, they want to get off this island. Tubbs is trying to be resourceful. He goes over to the kind of like the marina bar to talk with the fishermen, ask if anyone will charter a boat. He offers to pay cash. They all kind of look around. They don't really seem that interested in helping him, except for one gentleman who gets up out of his seat. And before he can fully get up, you just see a hand on the shoulder kind of press him down like no no no, sit down you're not doing this they claim that it's sunday they don't work on sunday but then they reveal the real reason why they're not going to help him we'd rather watch a certain plane come in how about you 
then after like a frosty goodbye, one of the fishermen talks to the fisherman that was about to get up and help Tubbs and explain and basically reminds him to have some respect for Calderon's money that they're never going to have it no better than they have now. This makes sense because, again, Tubbs already went to the airport hangar, the international airport. <laughs> it just it looks like a warehouse. <laughs> I get it. And customs is just like a stand. <laughs> I get it. They were really working on the shoestring budget for this one. Now, same thing. I guess the one pilot or the one air traffic controller was like, oh, this is a very shortwave radio. You know, the private planes, we can't really charter anything private because, like, we don't get their flight path, which I think is not right. I will definitely ask. I think that even if you're a private plane, you still have to tell the... um, I forget what it's called, but basically the advisory board and you have to tell the air traffic controller that you're landing. You can't just land at a whim. So I, he's just making excuses to get Tubbs off his case, basically that he's refusing to help Tubbs. He doesn't want to tell him why. He doesn't want to spoil the surprise. And kind of the fishermen are the one that do spoil the surprise. Remember our police captain? Now, this may shock you. This really may shock you. Turns out he is also in Calderon's pocket as well. We get a scene with Vincent D'Onofrio and Calderon's cousin thanking him on behalf of Orlando Calderon. I keep wanting to say Corleone. Calderon. Definitely the inspiration there for the writers. I could definitely see where they were going with that. And throw the money on the ground. Basically, the bribe. This is after the captain goes up to him and tells them that the cop is yours. Tubbs is definitely in for a fight. Now, after that captain has retired for the day, Tubbs and Alicia go back to talk with a younger cop. He seems very energetic. He's also not pro-Calderone and explains the animosity on the island towards Tubbs thusly. The fishermen all seem to know about Calderone. Some cop. You didn't know? St. Gerard was Coke Central several years back. Most of Calderon's dope on the way to New York pastor here. When his operation went sour, people here lost big. They're not likely to love the cop to squeeze it. Where's your chief? Must be on patrol. I can handle any problems you have. I'll take Calderon myself. Listen, you're gonna need help. You have no deputies. Why don't you just let me have a gun? Absolutely not. You're sanctioning an execution. What do you know about it? I know enough about Believe it Believe me, help. officer. You are going to need help. You don't have any means of dealing with Calderon. And believe me when I tell you Ruben Oliva is not afraid of anybody. Wow. So he seems to be the only person on the island who is not a fan of Calderon, not in his pocket, and actually wants to take him down. Very interesting. We will get to that connection later. First, Alicia and Tubbs are both butting heads on the best way to deal with this situation. Tubbs wants to send Alicia off to protect her. He wants her off the island. She wants to stay and help him. And this is another one of my favorite classic Tubbs moments (laughs) where he's so mad, but it's comical. My brother, my woman, and my son They'll rot in hell before I let them kill me. 
Well, I won't stand here and watch you be destroyed in front of my face. Well, you don't have to. You're leaving. Who says? Me. I'm not going anywhere without you. I signed up for a full week, remember? You better start packing. The plane will be coming any time. I'm terrible at goodbyes. Damn it, Alicia! I just love the delivery of that. And just, like, the specific emphasis. And you can tell, like, he's not, like violently yelling <laughs> but it's, he did the same thing with Pam Greer like why didn't you call me woman I <laughs> I need to see if I have that clip so Alicia goes to see Vincent D'Onofrio I think I forget his name is Wolf Vincent D'Onofrio at the hangar she wants two tickets to get out of town at the same time Tubbs is going to the town general store it's Sunday it's closed. There are two people inside possibly doing inventory. Tubbs basically bullies his way in, even though the guy repeatedly says, we're closed, we're closed, we're closed. Tubbs wants to buy a gun. Shopkeeper reminds him that guns are illegal on the island and they don't sell any guns. While Tubbs is talking to him, he recognizes a beautiful woman. They reunite in this next scene. What are you doing here? I live here. I have since New York. A friend of yours, Miss Cordoba? Yes. Oh, you look good. Yeah, you look good too. But um, I figured you, you always would. Well, what's the emergency? A man named Calderon. Yeah, I want to buy a gun. I don't sell guns. Nobody on St. Gerard does. They're illegal. You knew Calderon was coming? But I didn't know he was coming for you. Calderon brings us jobs, money. Relax, Gene. We know what Calderon's bringing. <laughs> okay, I also love you. Got to go to the gallery for this. Because Tubbs and this beautiful woman that he clearly knows from New York are talking. And... Jamie, the shopkeeper, is just kind of like standing in the middle of them. Like, it doesn't, maybe he has a crush on her, and like that's why it's kind of giving that kind of vibe. But <laughs> too funny. So she explains that she has some stuff to finish up here, but they'll talk soon. And he basically straight up asked her if she has a gun. <laughs> Men only want to know one thing. Ah, oh, well, defeated. Tubbs goes down back to the marina. The one fisherman who did seem to show some interest in wanting to help Tubbs, or at least to charter the boat to get him off the island. At least to make some extra money from Tubbs. Maybe he doesn't want to help, but I don't blame him. Now, they're talking, and once again, he says that he can't do it, asks why he should get involved, and then Tubbs explains it like this. Like, he's not in with Calderon yet, but soon you'll be a dope runner, and then your life will be at risk. I need help. I'm gonna fight Calderon. I need weapons and friends. Why? Why should I get involved? You tell me. I saw you nearly offer back at the bar. That was a mistake. You know what St. Gerard's gonna be like if Calderon stays here? I'm a fisherman, not a soldier. You're not a dope runner yet. And then great timing for the end of the scene where basically the fisherman says, 
it's dangerous. And Tubbs, you know, says it's not dangerous yet. And this is when the other fishermen show up. One of them cracks his knuckles just at like a very opportune time to look extra menacing. And Tubbs walks away once again defeated. So let's see if he was able to make any traction with the fishermen. I guess we'll see later. Now, Sally, the woman that Tubbs recognized in the general store, is talking with our baby-faced cop, Reuben, who is really adamant on doing rights and getting rid of Calderon. However, they clearly have a relationship because you can tell that he's trying to kiss her. She pulls away. There's a picture of him and her on her dresser, which I've also illustrated in the gallery. So keep this in mind. This is... (laughs) This is them talking and her explaining who Tubbs really is. You got less faith in me than that Miami cop does. That Miami cop used to be a New York cop. He's probably the only one who can stop Calderon. Anybody from New York you don't know? Sure, I have a past. At least it taught me not to let just any man decide my future. I love that quote so much. Not going to let any man decide my future. You can tell that definitely this has been a thing in the past with her that we will get into later on the episode. So he walks off. There is a great gif I made of him trying to kiss her and her just like turning right away. So I don't know if maybe they hook up or like they're actually dating. But yeah, I don't really know what this relationship is. Very curious. Also, he's so baby-faced, and he really wants to do the right thing. Oh, and then you can just see the police chief is like, nah, I'm not doing it. I already tried. Give me the bribes. Just tell. What is it, like, first day on the job versus five years on the job? (laughs) Oh, well, Tubbs and Alicia get back to the hotel. Receptionist once again gives a little nugget of salty wisdom in this next clip. Oh no, I don't have it. Basically, he's saying, like, I wouldn't leave. Like, he's not going to leave the island because he's excited for the plane coming, but it was really delivered really well. Sorry, it says in my notes that I have the clip and I thought I made it. Ah, boo. Sorry. So Tubbs asks for Sally's room and goes stuck. Okay, so Sally lives on the island, but she lives in the hotel. She's packing up. And so this makes more sense once it. Explains because I all my notes are like WTF, like what is going on? So also Tubbs goes up to this woman's hotel room, leaves Alicia downstairs. <laughs> I would be very pissed if I were Alicia. <laughs> like why doesn't she come downstairs if you could go have a drink at the hotel bar? <laughs> I understand they need the privacy and they need it to be like a classified talk. But I, if my man did that. And again, it was like Phil and Michael Thomas and this beautiful woman I've never seen before. I'd be like, hmm, okay. <laughs> How about you reunite within my eyesight, please? <laughs> so let's get to the real bottom and how they know each other. Maybe at least you could say uh, goodbye this time. Goodbye wouldn't have helped last time. You didn't want to hear me saying I was trading the ghetto for paradise. Even though you knew how I felt about it. We only would have broken each other's hearts. It could have been different. No, you couldn't. Why not? Calderon. Orlando and Punk. 
his father. He got me out of New York. I would have died there if he hadn't. I owed him. You paid the debt. The bastard murdered my brother. And then you killed him. Yes. Uh, Crockett did. love it that she's giving the name of her like kind of current boyfriend to the ex-boyfriend so they can get together to stop the son of the man that she was involved with who got her out <laughs> love it <laughs> love a beautiful messy queen yes girl let's do this <laughs> so speaking of our baby-faced cop the deputy Ruben he is going to try and stop Calderon's cousin and Vincent D'Onofrio. However, remember early on in the episode what the little boy said at the receptionist? Yeah, they have guns. They have automatic, super illegal guns, and they kill Ruben before he even has a chance, drag his body out into the field while Tubbs is watching. So while Tub is watching, the only person on the island who had any interest in being of any assistance against Calderon, basically the only person on the island who is not on their payroll, Alicia is talking with the receptionist, again, who gets all salty and bitchy, and I do not know why I do not have these clips saved. I am so sorry. I've given you a great disservice because the receptionist is so funny. Now, Alicia goes to see Sally. Naturally, it's going to be an awkward conversation. Let's listen. Yeah. I'm Alicia Austin. I know. You're in love with Rico, too. Ancient history. Rico's not gonna run. He told me to get two tickets on today's plane. What difference does that make? He's not planning on using his ticket. Did Rico ask you to leave? It was macho talking. It was self-preservation. He doesn't have time to babysit you when he's got three killers after him. Now, I was thinking about this if I were the one in the position. I would want to stay and fight, but I also don't. A lot of times, do not get involved. I will tell you this. Someone who's worked in (laughs) bartending for a long time, do not get involved. There's a fight. Do not get involved. There was a gentleman that got killed at a 7-Eleven in West Hollywood. Uh, Same thing. Trying to stop a fight. Machete. Done. It happens a lot. There have been a lot of fights at bars. Someone tries to get in the middle and don't, don't let the professionals do it or let them fight it out. Just get them outside. Honestly, it's not worth it. And uh, once someone got their tooth knocked out, this guy was way too drunk to try even to think getting in between the fight. And these two guys were coked out of their minds. And the guy lost a tooth. And I felt really bad, but it was also like, no one asked you to do that, bro. 
Like, they were already outside. You did not have to do that. So, yeah, don't be a hero. I don't know. Especially in a city, in a place where you don't know what people are packing. Just don't be a hero. Don't honk at people. I don't. No more road rage. I got followed once in Toronto and never again. Never going to honk at anybody. Unless it's like life or death. Like someone almost sides with me in the highway. Yes, I'll honk at them. But like someone's just kind of like irritating. No, you don't know if they have a gun. You don't know. They'll chase you. It's not worth it. People are crazy. So speaking of. (laughs) So I understand why Alicia doesn't want to leave. But at the end of the day, it's like, I get it. Like he wants to be able to survive and he wants to be able to go back to Alicia. I think that having his ex tell tell her that she should go is reverse psychology and now she's not going to want to go. So I don't know why. I guess Tubbs doesn't know. He's watching our little deputy get murdered. So he's not involved in this. So yeah, not surprising that the conversation between Tubbs's current girlfriend and his ex-girlfriend would end up so badly. Also, like Tubbs in these relationships in New York, like they just end without saying goodbye. And I'm like, I get it. But like, same thing with Valerie. It was kind of like, oh, where'd you go? Why didn't you contact me? It's like, y'all ever listed. It's 1986. You're on the phone book. Send her a letter. Send her a postcard from Miami. Hey, I came here to avenge my brother's death. Wish you were here. Not that hard. And now at this time, Tubbs is walking into a town hall. We see lots of mesh tank tops, and we have a lot of mixed feelings about Calderon's arrival. And if we let fear overwhelm us. But who will they kill next? The school teacher? The minister? You? I think I'm the leading candidate. We've been trying to wish you out of existence. Is that what you did to Ruben Oliva? He wouldn't be dead if you weren't here. She's got a point. She doesn't even know why I'm here. Listen, Calderon set me up. Thought you big city fellas were too slick to get tricked. Lady, I don't have time to argue. I need your help. Help! Man, these Sopranos wouldn't even go to sleep without a light on. Quiet! Age is eating your brain, old man. No one here wants to die for a stranger. Go on. Take your trouble elsewhere. What about a gun? A gun? They're not going to give you a gun. Cowards! They're cowards! They're cowards! Shut up! Don't you know? Guns are illegal here. Yeah. And I'm sure Calderon's gonna leave his guns at the airport. Yes, I'm sure the top-notch high-tech security at the airport that is a shack on a tarmac is going to make sure that Calderon does not break his guns. Tubbs has a point. Now, that town meeting, I know that was a long clip, but I was like, there were just so many hilarious... So many hilarious, oh, so many hilarious lines of that. That's definitely, that probably, like, that, I would have, like, all my top lines from this episode is going to be Damn it, Alicia and the town hall. <laughs> Lady, I don't want to argue. Oh, my God. Age is eating your brain. Oh, too funny. Sorry, sorry. I need to get back. Like, this needs to be a concise episode because I am not going along that way. So now Tubbs at impasse. Nobody wants to help him because nobody wants to, quote, die for a stranger. Totally get it. I wouldn't either. Now, after the town hall meeting where Tubbs is once again denied, nobody wants to help him, Alicia meets up with him. She still wants to stay 
when Sally kind of has a good point. Then hide. Wait until they come into town. We'll hold a plane. I can't spend my life being afraid of every shadow. Do it Rico's way. You'll live longer. Right? And it's not only... I understand that he's coming from a more emotionally charged place because of, you know, losing his brother, his baby mama, his girlfriend, his son. But he also has the training to deal with this. And he has the weapons training. He has a logistical training. You know, like, he has more training like this. So, like, I would be pissed if I were Alicia and my boyfriend's ex-girlfriend was telling me to leave. I I get it. It is self-preservation. Like, if you don't know what you're getting into, listen to the experts. People go and get trained and go to school for all these things. Listen to them. (sighs) But, so, while this happens, the Jitney comes to pick up the women now, the hangar gets a message. Remember that super shortwave radio? Well, someone is paging. Someone is calling in. We have Vincent Nofrio and the cousin. That's how I put them in there. I don't even know their real name. <laughs> Are there as he checks the flight in to okay it for landing. Now, the fisherman, the one who was the only one that had some reluctance and actually wanted to help Tubbs, He gives Tubbs a gun with some case, like some shell casing, bullets, what have you. Now, so at least someone has helped him. He has a little bit more of an assist in this one. Now, the word that is written on the building, I'm not pronouncing this right, constabulary, like constable, but you have to change the emphasis on the syllables. Constabulary? constabulary okay basically it's kind of like the police district but it's more for constables and their officers like it's not it's basically for like a very small jurisdiction it's not not it's a non-military non-paramilitary law enforcement agency so it's kind of makes sense on the small island but i was like what does that word mean so today i learned now the plane is about to land we still get oh my god my note on the mesh tank tops And we are welcoming, well, some of us are, Orlando Corleone himself, the lovely John Leguizamo, who I was always happy to see on my screens. Didn't expect a welcoming party. Good. You with Sally? Uh, You ladies will have to wait here until I've refueled the plane. Tubbs always did like good-looking women. Did he tell you about my sister? I don't have to talk to you. Yeah? Pulls a gun on her. Orlando, this isn't what you came for. Yeah, right? This isn't what I like, Sally, because she's playing both sides. (laughs) I play both sides, so I always come out on top. And they both look like a million dollars. I really like these shoulder pads on the outfit that Sally's wearing with the black and white striped hat. Alicia always still looking like a million bucks. It looks to be the same blazer that she was wearing at the wedding, a white blazer and the blue dress. And she and Tubbs are in different shades, but they're both in like very rich shades of blue at this time. Both look like a million bucks where Tubbs is in a blue button down linen with, I want to say linen and white pants. Looks amazing. Now, John Leguizamo as Orlando called Calderon. I keep saying Corleone. Calderon. 
walks off this plane looking like a a straight 1930s gangster. I love it. The white suit, the hat, everything's tailored to perfection, smoking a cigarette. I, I, I can't even get a proper thought going when I see this outfit. He looks so good and so cheesy. Oh, man. Now, what's Tubbs up to? So Tubbs is hot wiring a truck. He's using a little bit of that New York skill. Love it. And puts a rock on the gas, pushes it off so it distracts the goons. As they're shooting up the truck, Tubbs is able to run up the stairs of the constabulary (laughs) and is able to shoot one of the goons, the cousin. Now, Alicia, going against the advice of not only Tubbs, but Sally, gets away. They're waiting in the hangar, gets away. She wants to help Tubbs. She is able to grab the magazine and the gun from the cousin by his dead body. So, and everyone in the town has gone inside. Like, they know exactly what's going on. This is no surprise. This was all planned in advance. And they all came here to take care of Tubbs. So, they're all hiding. They're letting Calderon do his thing. Alicia now has the gun. She's fiddling with the magazine a little bit, but still looking like a million bucks. So you got to give her credit for that. Putting it in the wrong way. So, <laughs> so this all kind of going down by the inn, by the inn they're staying at. You have Vincent D'Onofrio kind of casing the scene. You have John Leguizamo also casing the scene. And then you have Alicia and Tubbs all separated. Now, while Alicia is able to gun down Vincent D'Onofrio after hiding in the patio... Unfortunately, that doesn't end well in her favor because by the time she finally gets to Orlando, bad news. Empty? I told you we'd meet again, didn't I? Come on, drop it. Drop it! Oh, man, this is really bad for Alicia. Again, I really admire her effort. She really wanted to help. But I got to (laughs) say, this next line by John Leguizamo as Orlando Calderon made me almost spit out my drink. Is that you like you women? Brave and stupid? (laughs) Brave and stupid. I love... (laughs) Oh my god, I love that so much because I so want, and I love how badass badass Alicia is here. Now, so basically Orlando has her held by gunpoint, kind of using her like quasi as a human shield, not really like she's not really covering his body, but basically using it to get Tubbs to chill. Now, while Tubbs is about to shoot, she, Alicia elbows Calderon, runs away. Calderon shoots at her, but this gives Tubbs ample time to aim and shoot at Orlando. He succeeds. He hits Orlando. He kills Orlando. Alicia is wounded, lying by the stairs of the inn. Tubbs goes to check on her. Luckily, she's wounded, but she's okay. She says his name. He picks her up, walks up the stairs with her into the inn, We get the final frame, the end of the episode. 
Woohoo! So actually, okay, I have very, very, very mild vice tea, but let me do it. This is very mild because, like I've mentioned, John Logazamo, he has had a very interesting life, so the vice tea isn't even on him. But this is very, very, very mild, but it has to do with Miami. So, Burn Notice was also filmed and took place in Miami. The woman who plays Fee, Gabriela Anwar, was married and had children with John Verea, who played baby-faced Deputy Ruben. So I was trying to get pictures of them together incredibly hard, and the picture of him on the Criminal Minds wiki isn't even of him, it's of another actor, which is very funny. Um, I was able to find a picture of them at their son's college graduation, where I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird, I don't really want to post that, because that's... Well, it's not private because they're posting on Instagram, but I don't know, like, you know, kids shouldn't be involved. But that is the very mild vice tea. So it's someone that was in a show that also took place in Miami, had a marriage and children with someone who was in Miami. <laughs> Told you, it was very, very light vice tea. But let's get into fashion because the ladies won this episode. Now, as a surprise to absolutely nobody, my two best dressed men. Naturally, this was very hard to make it a tie because you know that I wanted to give it to Calderon looking like a 1930s gangster. <laughs> Maybe he was watching like the 1930s version of Scarface <laughs> when they selected this outfit. But I love it because everything is tailored to perfection. That is also a true sign of wealth. It's not even the labels. It's the tailoring. And I love it. Now, I'm also going to give it to Tubbs because I really like that blue linen shirt that he's wearing at the final shootout. Now, best dressed woman, this is obviously going to go to Alicia, but also special moment, special mention to Sally as well for that beautiful white shoulder pad dress. It's more the black and white hat that like really sets it off for me with the black gloves. Like she just looks like a million dollars. Tubbs does have great taste in women. Beautiful, stylish, and also brave and stupid. <laughs> is that you like you women? Stupid. I'm also going to give an honorable mention to the weird-ass painting that was the backdrop to a wedding, because that wedding was very 80s, especially the curly mullet worn by the minister, priest, officiator. I couldn't even tell because he had a white collar, but then he also had this, like, giant brooch on his row. I, I could not <laughs> tell you what he <laughs> And now there was only one mainstream song on this episode by, I think it was Laws Neto with Touch Me. That was like the sexy time vacation song. But my personal favorite is going to be the music from Calderon's return at the Junkaroo Festival. How can you not dislike, how can you dislike spooky island music? Now, that iteration is my favorite because you have that kind of segueing into this, like, spooky, kind of suspenseful music. But I was like, yeah, what a better way to describe this island trip from hell. You're in paradise, but you're there to die. But, of course, being Tubbs, he's able to get out of it. Now, I wonder what's going to happen with Sally. I would like her to come back, but unfortunately she doesn't. I checked her IMDb. Now, as we wrap this episode, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening, for subscribing, for sending nice comments my way, for sending nice emails my way. I do read each and every one of them. Now, 
like I mentioned earlier, I will be gone for the month of August. I am just doing lots of things from like reevaluating my life to deciding what I want the next 10 years of my life to look like to uh, trying to enjoy my summer for the last little bit of it. So I will see you in September. I will probably have like one or two little bonus episodes released, but I uh, have not worked on them yet. So who knows what the future will hold. But I will see you all in September. Thank you so much. And I hope you also have a nice European vacation. Just take all of August off. Turn off your work phone and enjoy. See you soon. And I leave you with these parting words of wisdom. Damn it, Alicia! (laughs) I was able to find one of my other favorite sassy Tom's lines. How come you didn't call me, woman? And now, as I bid you adieu on my one-month vacation, some words and descriptors to remember me by. Is that you like you women? Brave and stupid? Thank you, as always, for liking, for subscribing, and for supporting me here at Vice and Easy. My name is Marina. I will see you in September. Bye. Hey, man. Miami Wise is number one new show.